Welcome to an all-new Village Vice. See you, Zach Blackerby, on the right. I'm Brad Law on the left. We're we're tweaking it a little bit. We're doing something a little different uh, because, frankly, we're at the halfway point of the season, and we're trying to, through osmosis, take the change here on the show and you know, just the same way the coaches are looking for changes and tweaks. And uh, no, I don't know why we did it this way today, but we did. And uh, we are going to try something new, though, Zach, because it's game week. And, okay. you, you know, you got to do a few things different. If sure. You beat Ole Miss and a few of the other teams on the schedule. All right. So what are we doing different today? Brett? you've told me a little bit. I don't have yeah. the full picture of it. So this will be a surprise to me, too. So we're going to do a little role play on the show today, and you will play the role of any assistant coach that you would like for Auburn. Okay. All right. And I will play the role of Hugh Freeze slash devil's advocate, or we'll just have the discussion about potential changes that you make to the game plan, philosophy, uh, time management, what have you going into the Ole Miss game, because what, as we have taken in all of the conversation, and there are so many, look, there are some great Auburn podcasts that are out there. There's loads of Auburn content that's out there. And we appreciate, that's why we do genuinely appreciate you choosing Village Vice as you do. Yeah, there's a million, um, right. It's very easy to say, well, they should just X, Y, Z. But it's much harder then to actually take a concept from an idea mm -hmm. and then implement it into a game plan, beginning with a Monday practice. So, right. so, so you want me to throw out a suggestion as if I'm a member of the coaching staff to to Coach Freeze, and you're going to respond. And I, yeah, and we'll talk about kind of how feasible it is, okay, or or why it's not feasible if it's not. All right. So this is assistant coach me talking yes. now. Correct. Uh, coach, let's pick one quarterback and roll with one quarterback. doesn't matter who it is. Let's just pick one. Okay. I hear you, and I appreciate that idea. Here's why it's not that easy. Um, you have these two guys, and you're going to need both of them potentially down the stretch. We played five games, and we had the bye week, which means we have seven straight games, six of them against SEC teams. I don't know for sure that if I tell one guy – you're really now a secondary part of the game plan. I don't know for sure that he doesn't check out. And I can't have him check out the, the rest of the way. And the fact of the matter is to win games, we need both of them to be fully invested, fully focused, bought in, in practice and in the games. And their skill sets do remain so different that I think we can throw them both at defenses and do some positive things the rest of the way. But, Coach, in this situation, uh, you know, you're always talking about effort. You're always preaching, you know, to do the little things right. If, if you're worried about one of these guys not being all in, should he even see the field? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. I, I like that point, and that's a sound point. But I can't wait for guys to buy back in. Say we have an injury. Again, yeah. seven straight games in six uh, in seven weeks. Six of them against SEC teams. There's a lot of physicality on the schedule, and in the RPO game, uh, if if we start Peyton and Peyton remains our primary quarterback, he's going to have to run. He's going to have to take hits, and you know if he gets injured, I can't have Robbie sitting on the shelf 
for three weeks and then all of a sudden press him back into full-time duty. All right, coach, let's move away from the quarterbacks. I've got another question about the offense. Every time we throw to Shane Hooks, it's clear that Peyton Thorne and Shane Hooks are not on the same page, yet we keep going to him on third down. Should we target other players more? I mean, you see him in practice. You you see the catches that he makes in practice. He's 6'4 and 190. And you know what he did before he got here. And I know he was playing against lesser competition. But one of these times, one of these chances that he gets, he's going to make the catch. He is maybe the second most physical guy that we have that we're throwing balls to right now behind Rivaldo Fairweather. And he is a mismatch physically on defensive backs. And he's another guy that with six games left, I, I got to let these guys know that I believe in him. Because if I just stop throwing it to him, you know, he came here to do some big things this season. And if we just stop throwing it to him, I don't know what I'll get from him the rest of the year. Mm. But the guy you mentioned, Rivaldo Fairweather, seems to be the guy that has the most impact and draw the most respect from defenders. Mm -hmm. Is that a guy that should be getting more targets? Jay Fair leads the team in targets. Rivaldo Fairweather is second. Shouldn't we feature more of those guys instead of throwing to 11 different players yeah. against LSU? Maybe. And we, do, we did target them a couple of times early Three. in the game. And it, it's a lot more than just... You know, the way our route trees are set up, as, as you know, we don't, uh, unlike previous offenses we've seen at Auburn and some other schools, um, there are multiple options. It's not just one guy and everybody else who's running a decoy route. So we got to have everything working together. Sometimes the quarterback's just got to make the better throw. Uh, sometimes he's got to make the decision to throw the ball earlier than he's making the decision. Sometimes the line's got to give better protection. I mean, I, I think guys are being targeted commensurate to their productivity at this point. If Jay and Rivaldo are getting the most targets, that's that's probably about right because they've got the most catches. Looking at the offensive game plans, took to the third drive to run the football. Mm -hmm. Probably should change that, right? Well, I mean, there are POs. And the defense was rolling a safety down, and Peyton's call on that is to throw. Whenever there's more guys in the box than we have to block, that's the in the RPO. The call is is to pass. Um, and this is the big sticking point. And I break character here because he talked about it in his press conference today. And this is kind of the reason that I wanted to have this conversation because philosophically, it is extremely difficult, borderline impossible. For a coach, I'll slip slip back into to character now. I'm Seamless. at Auburn because of the RPO offense and my recruiting. The my recruiting and the RPO offense at Ole Miss, and to a smaller degree at Liberty, but but I mean I, I hit the national stage because of recruiting and the RPO offense at Ole Miss. And while I'm hitting home run after home run in the recruiting department. The RPO option, the, the RPOs aren't working to the degree that they will in a couple of years once the recruiting has been solidified. It's not working right now, but it's my identity. It's almost impossible 
to change my identity halfway through a season. Um, there's something to be said for all these guys who will be here next year for them to continue to try to run RPO offense. Um, because that's our identity. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But it's going to work. We believe it's going to work in the future. So it's important to stick with it right now. All right, then this will be my last one. Uh, then, then we'll move on to a different conversation here. Yeah. Um, as I slip back into character. So, Coach, uh, a big part of your identity everywhere you've been is to also call plays. Is that something that you should be doing moving forward? I'm a human being, and I'm real honest in my press conferences, and that's a struggle. And I've been brutally honest and probably more candid than I should have been about the fact that, yep, it's a, it is a daily battle. And just because I make millions of dollars a year doesn't mean that all of a sudden difficult decisions become simple decisions. And if I become a play caller, it means that I've got to become way more involved with the game plan. And if I become way more involved in the game plan, I have to give up that time somewhere. And that's going to be on the recruiting trail. It means I'm able to devote less time to the 24 and 25 classes, which is why I originally hired these two veteran coordinators in the first place. I believed in the plan before we played game one. I have to continue to believe in the plan even after we've lost three games in a row. Mm. Okay. That was so fun. There's, that right. was, did did well, we have maybe, fun doing that? I, I don't know. I, I we'll see. Did the did the uh, did the vice squad did the villagers enjoy that? the villagers? We'll see. Uh, I love it. I love it. We'll see All going right. forward. Uh, another thing that we don't even need to ask if you love. We know that you will. Mybookie.ag. It's the best place to uh, to wager on all of your sports action. So, want to encourage you to head over to mybookie.ag. You can make a free account now. You can see all the lines. Of course, Auburn um, down against Ole Miss this weekend. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that line as the game gets closer and closer, Brad. But when you make that first deposit at my bookie, use promo code next round. You're going to get a huge bonus, a huge bonus. It's going to blow you away. It will shock you. You'll say, man, I love my bookie because my bookie loves me. So head over to mybookie.ag and Once again, use that promo code next round to get a little more cheddar. When you make that first deposit. Brad, we kind of hinted at it, but Hugh Freeze was asked at the press conference on Monday, yep. and he said, hey, Robbie Ashford, what's going to happen with him? And he, he was asked a few different things, but the, the general idea is that you'll see both quarterbacks, expect to see mm -hmm. both quarterbacks on Saturday. That answer does not surprise me. Yeah, but I just can't imagine that help. That I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of over the two quarterback thing. Like I, I'm just I'm kind of over it. Yeah, up until this point, until I see it work, I'm just I'm gonna be kind of skeptical of the whole thing. I was open minded to it because it looked so good against UMass, but then never really since that point, it's been eh. The best the offense looked all year was against Sanford. They didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. And then now they're going back to it in conference play. It's just, it, it's a weird thing to me and they haven't figured it out yet. I don't care what they say. Yeah. They have not figured it out yet or the results would be better on the field. 
And if that's what we're going to see moving forward, I, I just don't feel good about the state of the offense. Uh, so what would your ideal plan, would it be to play Peyton 100% of the time and, and leave Robbie on the bench? Would it be to play Robbie 100% of the time, leave Peyton on the bench? What would you do if we got to reverse those roles and you're the head coach and you make the call? What would you do against Ole Miss? I would start Robbie and I'd give the keys to Robbie. Mm -hmm. I think I'm at that point. I, I think okay. I think until if you want to give Peyton one more go, because it kind of feels like you've invested your season into him anyway. Like mm -hmm. you want to go one more time and say, okay, maybe at home he can do something. Give him one more chance. That's fine. I'm cool with that argument. Yeah. But whoever you pick. And I think it could be either one of them. And I know there's a big part of the Auburn fan base that says Holden Gurner. I don't fully understand that argument. I like Holden Gurner a lot. He's got a great national throwing motion, but I think he should get the spot over those two guys. I just don't fully get it. Yeah. Whatever. But whoever it is, I think it should be 100%. 100% them. And you tell them that you have that plan going into the game. Um. Yeah, I don't. It's it's hard to argue against that. I'm glad I'm not the head coach and having to make that decision. I wouldn't mind the coach paycheck to make that decision, but it is it is sure it's not an easy decision because again we all we all recognize that this is the beginning of a very long road trip and that the destination is where we all want to be, but there are there there are points in the road along the way that are unpleasant and that are difficult. Now it doesn't mean if you're a if you're a dad or you're a mom you're trying to get those kids in the car for a long road trip. It doesn't mean that you don't try to make every part of the trip as pleasant as possible. Like you don't say to, yeah, kids, this part of the trip sucks. I guess we're just gonna have to deal with it. You know, you do try and that's what they're doing. Um, you know, all right, let's say you give Peyton the keys and say, this is one more chance mm -hmm. and playing at home. He has a similar stat line to the Georgia game, 12 rushes, 92 yards, 10 for 19 passing 82 you don't win or lose. Forget the result. You don't win or lose the game because of quarterback play. Then what do you do against Mississippi State? If he go, if he throws nineteen passes, it doesn't have a hundred yards passing. Yep, it's done. Then you go with Robbie full time for Mississippi State. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'm not sold that. Once again, like my gut says, I think you should start Robbie against Ole Miss. Like sure. I, I, that's just. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. It, it's not working. It's not It's not what you thought it would be. And look, I didn't expect for Auburn to beat LSU, but I did expect them to score points. Yeah. And, I mean, I every too. team that LSU has played this year, they've given up points and yards like it was nothing against yeah. teams that Auburn should be way better than, in my opinion. And it's just, it's not... Offense looks hard. And we said that during the Harson era. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that much different. Like it looks different. They're running different things. Yeah. But the product isn't much different. And in some cases, it's worse. I mean, we're on we're on pace. And I've seen a few of these things on message boards and tweets and stuff. Like yeah. this this season's on pace to be about where 2012 was offensively. And that is a horrifying realization. Yeah, that's rough. That's 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 rough. All right, let me ask this, not to be, uh, not to incite, but just to, just to you know, friendly push, devil's advocate type thing. So they gave up a ton of uh, points and a ton of yards to Ole Miss 
ton of points, ton of yards to Arkansas. Should Auburn be ahead of those teams offensively at this point? We know what Ole Miss has at quarterback. We know what they have at the skill positions. We know that K.J. Jefferson – I know you're not high on K.J. Jefferson. He's an, mm-hmm. he's an ox. He's 30 years old. He's been there forever, and he's re- – you know – I've not seen. Oh, a I think KJ is good. I just I don't think anything else. Like I don't think Arkansas. I don't think he can save Arkansas. Sure, clearly yeah. he hasn't. Yeah, right. but should why should Auburn be in your estimation better than those teams offensively? Auburn shouldn't be better than LSU right now. They've got a Heisman Trophy winner. Ole Miss and Arkansas. Uh, well, I think Lane Kiffin's in that situation um, for several years, and I think Arkansas has a proven quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know so, if that's necessarily we're comparing the same thing. But as far yeah. as as far as just the flow of an offense, I mean, it's drastically different. Yeah. Right. No, there's no question. It's drastically different. What I'm wondering is, should it be? Should it be better than what it is? Yeah, yes. Like, we all agree that, man, you would think, even with these offensive line, these guys on the line that come from all corners of the country, even with the receivers that have come from all corners of the country, even with brand-new quarterback in in the system that wasn't here in the spring, it should still look better than this. Should it at this point look better, though, than the Ole Miss offense? Should it look better than the Arkansas Offense now, Auburn against LSU didn't do anything close to what those teams did. Didn't mm-hmm. do anything close. Right. It should be closer than that. Is it realistic though that they should have been close to that level? That they should have been on par with what those teams did offensively, or would that have been too much of an ask of the offense the way it's constructed at this point? I, I think we went over this on yesterday's show. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the transit of property and sports, especially college football, but like Grambling state put up more total yards against LSU than Auburn did. And that's sure. not good. That is, no. that, that should never, ever, ever happen. I ever. agree with that. I no agree. disrespect to Grambling state. I'm sure right. the people there are awesome. I, I just, Auburn's a better football program than Grambling state is. Yeah. And I don't know if what you're asking is like, if it makes sense, I, I think what you should be asking is, does Auburn should Auburn be similar to where they were six or seven games into, you know, the Sam Pittman tenure at Arkansas or the Lane Kiffin era at Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. And I don't have those numbers in front of me, right. but I would I would bet Lane Kiffin's first six or seven games look significantly better at Ole Miss, yeah. playing similar levels of competition, SEC West, and Sam Pittman, same thing, right? His first year was. 2020 wasn't it and they like overachieved drastically sure that year and once again like i think it's much tougher to win in arkansas than it is at auburn they play the same teams and and obviously you know arkansas ha- has access to way less other than extra aisles at walmart and it's i don't have that in front of me i could yeah. be wrong but i don't think i am yeah no that that's fair i i was just if if the conversation is Auburn should have looked better in their game against LSU this year or close to offensively in their game against LSU because LSU's defense is bad. Like that's the that's the narrative. LSU's defense is bad, and here's mm-hmm. why it's bad. Ole Miss ran all over them. Uh, Arkansas held their own against them, scored 30 points sure. uh, against them. So if those teams did it, Auburn's at least close enough offensively to where those teams are 
that they should have done something similar. That's what I thought going into the game. I think it's what a lot do of people Do you feel thought. like Auburn's close offensively to Arkansas right now? They don't have the quarterback that Arkansas has. And that's a huge, going back to the quarterback conversation, mm-hmm. that's such a huge piece. Um, no, I don't think the Auburn offense is as good as the Arkansas offense right now to this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Auburn's still got a good shot when they go to Fayetteville, but they need to fix some things, Brad. I think yeah. all of these, you know, things that we've talked about, and there's a lot of Auburn fans that think they've got a solid chance this weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Auburn fans that feel good about Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and just mentioned Arkansas and then um, the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm cool with all of that. But if you, to feel good about those baked in there is the assumption that things are going to get better. Yeah. And this could be coach speak. It could be the truth because we've talked about how honest Hugh Freeze is at the podium. We all love it. But to say on Monday that he's not expecting anything to change with the offense and to expect both quarterbacks, if we're going to see the same thing over and over and over again and the execution doesn't get better, yeah, it's like, no, the offense isn't going to be close to Arkansas. Yeah. Can you beat Ole Miss if your starting quarterback goes 10 for 19 for, say, 90 yards? No. And rushes for 92? No, you can't. Okay. So you'll, you'll, you'd have a better shot at hanging around with Georgia than, than with Ole Miss. I know Auburn didn't beat Georgia, but they I mean, they, you know, you got the ball with a chance to go down the, and score and tie the game on your last possession. So one score game. Can Auburn be in a one score game with Ole Miss if the quarterback goes 10 for 19 for 90 sure. and rushes for 90? Sure. I think so. But I, I just have a hard time seeing you win. I think four quarters worth of scoring by yeah. the other team is going to be more than that. Yep. I just I just do. Yeah, I like Ole, and obviously Ole Miss's offense is better than Georgia's. So, yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. there's logic behind that. You know what else there's logic behind? Going to manscaped.com oh and using the promo code vice for 20% off and free shipping. Um, you know, one of the keys to any offensive game plan, Zach, is to protect the ball. You got to protect the ball, protect the ball, protect the ball, protect the ball, protect your balls. Okay. There it is. I said it. And you're going to protect them with Manscaped. You're going to protect your face too. I use the handyman. It is the compact face shaver. You're going to pull it out of the package. You're going to charge it for a few minutes. It's going to be easy to use, easy to clean, easy to store. Um, your, your quality of life will improve. So protect your face, protect your balls, win the game offensively. Make sure there are no turnovers in your game. Because um, if you don't protect the balls, there could be turnovers. You don't want that. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code VICE. That's V-I-C-E, VICE, 20% off and free shipping. Do it today. Uh, all right, let's spend just a second talking about Ole Miss as we try to act like that read didn't happen. But, yes, thank you so much for Manscaped for uh, sponsoring this show. Um, what does Auburn have to do to beat Ole Miss on yeah. Saturday? Got to have some turnovers. Um, you got to have a fast start. Again, we talked about it Sunday. The game was over in Baton Rouge, three possessions in. You can't go backwards on your first play. One of the things I'm going to do this this uh, week is chart the first play of each half for Auburn. Okay. I think that the total yardage 
the, the average yards per per play, if we include penalties in the first like happening, I, I don't know that it's going to be more than two or three yards. Um, you you simply must come out swinging, and I think it's the same kind. Look, Auburn ran up and down the field against Ole Miss last year, and this was before the coaching change. Sure, Tank Bigsby went off. Jarquez Hunter went off. Robbie didn't do that much with his legs in this game. Mm-hmm. It was the running backs. So, uh, and last year Auburn fell behind by 21 points on the road. I mean, it was second quarter before, and a 21 nothing, just like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think it's a similar game plan. Anytime you face an explosive offense, best defense or best offense is a good defense. Keep them off the field. Uh, they're going to go crazy fast. So you got to hold the ball. You got to have first down yardage mm-hmm. to get in second and third and short and stay on the field. Once again, I think Auburn can run the ball against Ole Miss. What you just said, these long drives that we needed to see against LSU. Yeah. You know, I think Auburn needs to be more, um, more focused than that. And look, he, Freeze talked about tempo and all that. It's important. That's fine. You could do both at the same time. Long drives with tempo yeah. is, is, is still effective, especially when you talk about wearing down the opposing defense more and more over the course of 60 minutes because that's what other teams are doing to you. It's okay yep. for you to do that back too. So um, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think the goal is clear. It just comes down to execution. And up to this point, they have not been able to do that. Nope, they haven't, and that's uh, again they're working hard. The coaches were up there until vi- the late, late, late into the night, Sunday night into Monday. There is no questioning this staff's willingness to put in the hours to have the conversations to try to get better. Um, they're just still looking for answers. Maybe that starts now. Four of the last six are at home, so you look to that as a silver lining. They have yeah, played the, much better at home. The toughest part's behind you. Yes. The toughest part's behind you, and Ole Miss is a good football team, but this game is much more winnable than LSU was last yep. week. Extremely, and a lot of that has to do with where it's being played. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, I just think, I, I think Jackson Dart's good, but I think the scheme that Lane Kiffin gives him is is yeah. what makes him as effective as he is. Uh, Auburn may have played the best quarterback in college football last week. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I think Daniel should win the Heisman this year. I think he's up there happens. with Michael. I think he's up there with Michael Penix Jr. I, yeah. I think they're, they're both elite. Yeah, sure. they're both exceptional. They're both exceptional. I, I think Daniels is doing more with less. I think Penix is throwing to NFL receivers and nothing against the guys out wide for LSU. I just I just think Daniels is doing more, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. That's a conversation for another time. But uh Brad, that just about does it for today's show. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching, for for commenting. We read the comments, and we appreciate every single one of them. Until next time, remember, everyone has vices. Everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. (laughs) 